0: Hey, welcome into the Coach Bono's podcast in the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at and OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show. Check out our Facebook page, search Coach Bono's Show, and you can email us at Coach Bono's Show at gmail.com. Today is episode 35. And uh, joining us this week, we're going to do a little NFL preview talk a little bit about current sports stuff then we'll do an NFL draft preview but uh, my main man a man who is undefeated against home pregnancy tests with a record of 48 0 and 2 a man who mama named him ricardo we call him uncle rico uncle rico thanks for coming in today how you doing buddy
1: i'm doing all right still
0: dodging bullets
1: That's what you get. You didn't. You didn't prep me for that. That's what you get.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. I like. I like that it's thirty-eight zero and two. Like, how do you have a tie?
1: <laughs> COVID. COVID's my tie.
0: Oh, COVID is a tie.
1: COVID's a tie.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, Uncle Rico, my man. Thanks for coming in. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna do uh, mostly just NFL draft talk. I love the draft, and I want to talk a little about that. You're the one I wanted to bring in and talk about it. Before we do, a couple of little, like, quick hits in sports. Uh, just kind of get your opinion on a couple of things. Have you been watching any of the NBA playoffs?
1: Uh, very little. I, you know, I have been traveling recently. Yeah. I have been paying, you know, minor attention to things going on. Yeah. Um, I saw today that uh, Embiid has a, a tear in his thumb, but he's going to keep playing. So I, I, I have an idea. Things are happening, what's going on, but I'm not paying too close of attention. I'm still kind of catching up from uh, coming getting back home.
0: There you go. All right. Yeah, I just I, you know, I'm not a big college, college basketball fan. Ellen has been grief about this, but I, I do like the NBA playoffs and I do. I don't watch much of it during the season. I catch it here and there, but I'm not like trying to watch every game now, but I have been kind of getting into it in the storylines and it have been great. I love it. The Celtics have got the nets down three to nut three do and um, you know, uh, the nuggets stole a game from the warriors. So we'll see what's happening there. Uh, the heat, I think they're the best coach team. I like stuff. So I just, it's fun. I've been having a little, a little bit of fun with this one. So I wanted to ask.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm aware.
0: You brought something up a few minutes ago. We were talking offline. Um, uh, former Chiefs uh, corner uh, Byron Pringle got arrested. Yeah. What do we know about this? Uh,
1: very little. I, I, I think this only happened maybe last night. I, okay. I saw it on the ticker uh, as I watched. I was watching, I had ESPN on, and I saw it on the bottom of the ticker. Apparently, he was uh, he's, he's reckless driving and driving on a suspended license.
0: Yeah, so it looks like and, yes. and
1: the first thing that popped into my head, honestly, was uh, I'm sure there are a lot of Chase fans out there who are like, Whew, he's not with us right now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah you know there's a lot of chase with there. oh we dashed the bullet. Uh, Pringles Pringle <laughs> signed a one year for those who don't know, Pringles, uh, signed a one year deal with the Bears, uh to make four and a half million bucks. That's that's pretty good living right there. Then you get arrested like that. It's probably going to be a no-big-deal thing. I mean, reckless driving, it didn't hurt anybody. You know, you get to get away with that one if you're rich. And yeah. uh, suspended license, I mean, again, you pay the fine and get out of that. Everybody get out of that one to try hard enough. So, yeah. You know, I,
1: everybody, in the, everybody in professional sports gets away
0: with it. Yeah, yeah. The funniest part to me is like, I think you're dead on with the Chiefs, though, is that the Chiefs are probably like, oh, so glad. So glad we didn't get him. let sign him back.
1: They're dodging bullets, too.
0: <laughs> hey uh let's talk about let's get into it here um you watch the nfl draft right i
1: i do like to watch the first round um once it gets too much past that and, and it's and the, the problem for, for me is as you know i don't really watch college football yeah i do i love the i love the nfl I love watching nfl football but college football to me is is overwhelming and i don't have a, a really a fandom of a team that ties me to to watching year to year yeah so i'm aware of the big the big blue blood schools and and where things are coming from i know your your love of lsu and the sec uh, and 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 college football in general so um but i don't pay too much attention to it so i love to see what teams think they need and how they shape out for the next year yeah this this year is very interesting especially i'm paying more attention to it than i normally would uh, only because the, the quarterback class is so weak and you can really see a lot. We saw immediately, and we've talked about this on the podcast a few times already, some significant changes uh, across certain teams that have influenced the entire free agent uh, market right now. Yeah. Uh, especially at quarterback.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. So I kind of had like three places I want to go as far as like the stories of the draft. And you just hit on one. And they're there at the end. And that was how the trades and the things that have happened in the off so far have attracted things. And now, in the last couple of weeks, we've got Debo Samuel and uh, DK Metcalf have, have asked for trades. Um, you know, I was talking to someone who works with uh, one of the guys I know, kind of a half assed Seattle insider. Uh, he and he said he doesn't think DK Metcalf's getting traded. I think a Debo Samuel thing could happen. And it could have a random, it could have a huge effect on the draft. A couple of these trades that could happen. It's kind of like uh, you remember last year's draft,
1: and uh-huh. the story
0: broke the day of the draft that Aaron Rodgers had asked for a trade. And it yeah. kind of hijacked the draft, the draft. But these things well, would outshone shown the draft. What's that?
1: It outshone the draft. As oh, yeah, as the whole, went, yeah, the whole that's way. The, the draft was happening, and all anyone could talk about was Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, because every pick I was like, well, it's just to pick someone trades up and does it or something like that. And yeah, yeah, it ruined yeah. last year's experience, I thought, of watching the draft. Um, I love the first time of the draft. The first round, I think it's great. You get to analyze everything because every team needs something. And that's where, the, I mean, obviously the best players are. And then you want to see, well, who's these generational players and that kind of thing? And then how do teams handle it? The geek in me likes to say, well, okay, well, you kind of said this too. It's um, if, you know, how does a team go about it when they think they have a need or do they think something's a pressing need, something like that? And how do you think you would handle it or as a fan or as someone who's an outside observer versus how they actually did it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but I think that like a couple of the stories. The first story, I think the whole first day is going to depend on is there a trade, um, you know, whether it's Debo Samuel or, or DK Metcalf. I think there's going to be a ton of trades in within the first round of picks. are certainly
1: see... people who need to who I could. I, there are certainly teams that probably are not in the ideal position for what they want. Yeah, or what they're going to go after. They're either uh, somebody I'm trying to think who it was I want to say Minnesota is probably too high or Detroit might be too high for something they want to go for they might want to trade down get a couple of extra picks for a high uh, for a high round pick yeah and to be able to bolster things they really need uh, they're very short or rather you know or you could look at somebody like Houston who kind or, uh, or or Detroit's one of those teams as well that just kind of needs a little bit of everything yeah and the more picks they have the more they actually have a chance of doing something in the next year or two
0: yeah, I think Houston, is, or I'm sorry, Detroit. You were just talking about Detroit there. I think Detroit's a team that could move around significantly. Maybe they can get someone at the second pick to trade in the number two because I think there's two edge rushers are going to go one and two. But uh, maybe someone makes them a deal, lets them move back and can obtain more picks for moving back. Mm-hmm. The problem is there's just not that one dominant player. There's not a dominant quarterback in this draft. And, and the quarterbacks are so overvalued in the league that – even a decent one goes near the top of the draft now. Um, yeah. But it's and that's going,
1: be, that's going to be a lot of, there's going to be so much conversation around this, the, 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 the very few worthwhile quarterbacks they have that are mediocre at best by everyone's analysis. When they go, who they go to, and what, you know, what kind of movement happens around that. Yeah, uh, And how much disagreement most people will have it. they shouldn't have taken it here or they should have gone this way. That's always a worthwhile conversation yeah. in, in round one.
0: Yeah, So I, I think if you're watching the draft and, and we're thinking about getting some live coverage, if, you, if you're listening to this pod, you also get the bonus pod. And that was my appearance on last week's uh, The Jones Report with Tyler Jones. Uh, we did a mock draft, a first-round mock draft. I think it went really well, actually. Uh, there was no huge, huge surprises. We just kind of alternated picks. He did the odds. I did the evens. And we just kind of went down. Well, we talked about each spot, so I'm not going to analyze each spot in the first round. I mean, I could sit here and do that for the next three hours, and nobody wants that. So, uh, <laughs> Keller and I did it over like 30 minutes. That's pretty quick, and just gives you everybody some ideas of what's going to happen. But trades are going to be crazy. I think we're going to have a bunch of them. Um, yeah. I think that the the two receivers are the big part. I think people moving up and moving down. Uh, you know, the Eagles have two picks in the teens. The Saints have two picks in the teens. The Chiefs have 29 and 30. No, was 29. At yeah, 29 and 30, and I imagine they'll package something and move up. And then, what happens if you're someone who maybe wants to reach for one of those quarterbacks if something happens, or if the wide receiver run happens? There'll be lots of trades, so that'll be we have to be a little bit more patient. Um, so that was the second thing, sort of the second we're going to get a little deep into each of those the quarterbacks, the, the trades, and then, um, the big thing I'm seeing this year, and we'll kind of go from here. Have you noticed there is a shitload of good receivers in this draft?
1: There's, there's, yeah, there's quite a few quality receivers that are going to be up for grabs. And I think there's, you know, with, again, looking at, you can talk about Patrick Mahomes here. You can talk about Josh Allen here, you know, though even teams that have a wide, a, a true wide receiver, one need to bolster their two, three, and four spots much better. Uh, are going to be looking at this wide receiver class and say, what can we do here? Where right. can we go with this here? And the teams that don't have a wide receiver one are definitely going to be, you know, trying to get something out of this. Yeah. So there, are, I, there are seven, as I, last I looked, there were, I believe, six or seven veteran wide receivers still out there in free agency. Yeah. Um, yeah you still have and, a few. But I, don't I was think... talking about this, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this just this last week. And I, and I was like, once... Once last week had happened, I thought there wasn't going to be hardly any free agency movement until either the draft or right after the draft. Because everyone's now looking at the draft this coming week.
0: Yeah, I think the only signing of any note we had this week was um, one of the DBs. Oh, I can't even think of it now. Let me see. Let me um, I'm not sure
1: it, it did not catch my radar while I was out of town. Yeah, um,
0: whatever. It there was a was the thing about there was a the thing about um, Earl Thomas wants to come back, um, but the big thing I think is is we saw it was Stefan Gilmore.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Stephon
0: yeah. Gilmore signing with with um, the Colts. That was the one I'm just thinking of there, because uh, it leaves the only the big time corner or the big time defensive back is safety. It's Tyron Matthew. It's still.
2: Mm-hmm. There. Right,
0: but um, yeah, I didn't know what you had looked at any of that stuff with the wide receivers. Uh, you, you saw how many were going in the first round, you thought, or how many wide receivers, uh huh.
1: No, no, I was saying free agent, I believe there are
0: seven oh, you're talking about the free agents. Okay, free so agent, we, free have agent all, wide yeah, we have still out there, better, there are still receiver. free agents out there, absolutely. Let's go over those names. Um, it, it's something that you do have a few out there, but when you look at the the draft and the draft piece you're thinking about, you know, is this long-term and there's so many that are out there that are, that are really good um, in this draft. And there's so many prospects. Big, uh-huh. the big ones yeah. that are out there as far as free agency right now, Jarvis Landry is still out there. Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley. Um, you want to include Emmanuel Sanders in that group? You can. Um, let's see.
1: Pull
0: up the list here. Yeah, that's really the top names that are out there right now. Yeah. So, but I, I think it'll be interesting because I don't think you know those teams. It'll, you might wonder: are teams going to look at if they miss out on a big, a big receiver in this draft, or if there's someone like the Chiefs who are sitting back uh, late in that first round? Maybe you can not draft somebody, but instead you could um, sign one of those free agents to kind of get you by. But I think this is the year that when you have something that's a need and it's deep in a position, you might as well go ahead and spend the money now. So, I yeah,
1: think- uh, it, it, it just it, I'm looking, I was watching it and it just seemed like everything went cold about a week ago. Yeah, half of, well, it was five days ago.
0: Yeah, and that's because of the draft. Yeah, and, and that's the draft. People, yeah, I was surprised the Stefan Gilmore thing got out that that was that that was done last week. That that seemed like a guy who was going to be like Matthew and sign after the draft. So, um, yeah, so good thought. Good, that's a good thought there. I didn't think of it. Didn't think of the of the the free agents that are out there, but in looking at the draft, I was noticing. Um, I've seen anywhere from six to eight, depending on what mock draft you look at, receivers going in the first round. Oh, I can definitely see that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think they will be six in the top 20. I I think it's going to be eight overall. And I think the interesting part to me is going to be what order they're drafted in now. Uh, Drake London from USC was supposed to be the – was thought to be the number one guy uh, he's kind of pulled back in some mocks. and I've seen Garrett Wilson drop go ahead of him in a couple of them. Yeah. Um, and then Jamison Williams got hurt in the national championship game, won't be playing until probably two-thirds of the way into the season, if that. And he might be the best, not just the best receiver, but one of the best players in the draft. And now he's going to fall to, you know, where he would be near the 1, 2, or 3 mark overall. He's going to fall into the teens now, I think. It'll be interesting to see if a team picks him in the team, whether it's the Eagles or the Saints, or if someone trades in there. That's what they, they think the Chiefs want to do.
1: Yeah, I would, I would think that at an, on an injury perspective, when you're looking well into the season before they come back, you're gonna, you know, a team is a team with a need that has an immediate need, especially early on. Yeah, is not going to be able to to wait. And to, just not even to, to play them, to get them into into to a practice, get them in pass. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I think you're spot on. It's one of those things where you say, hey, you know, um, you know, like the Jamison Williams situation, you know, if you're Houston, if you're the Jets or the Giants, you maybe not draft him.
1: You know, I think I could see somebody like him going all the way down to somebody like the Chiefs who aren't hurting.
0: I, I don't think he gets past. The 15, 16 mark. I think where you have uh, the Ravens at 14, the Eagles at 15, the Saints at 16, all could use a receiver. And they're True, all.
1: But I, and, would and you take a hurt receiver over a better position for something else? I well, mean, we always talk about this. I if mean, like
0: the, well, if you're like the Ravens or the Saints, you think you're a fringe playoff team. You'd be better off getting them having the better player at the end of the season. And you know you're going to need it the most. It's like getting a player True. back from an, you're getting a player back from an injury is like adding a free agent in a way. Especially if you haven't played them all season.
1: Well, here, and here's the flip side of that as well. Uh, whoever they whoever they t- whoever takes them, you're taking a, a roster spot. Yeah. You're taking a roster spot and kind of just putting that on ice. Yeah. Putting them on IR for for
0: two months. Yeah. And that's another issue. And,
1: uh, so you you need to be you need to be already prepared, not scrambling as part of the draft or after the draft. Yeah. You need somebody I think who's the, ready to take that spot now.
0: I think the way we're saying that is like a, a team. Do got to be a really good team and be deep enough that they don't have to worry about it, or they got to be a really bad team,
1: or and, yeah, or a really bad team that's yeah. you know, who's saying hey, and,
0: this is the project yeah. we know is a twenty twenty three project, you know, like and like the Jags or, be a or team, the Lions or the Texans. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That could be a team that this year, like as we're talking about quarterbacks, isn't going to get another quarterback or isn't going to get a quality quarterback. And then maybe looking at next year's draft class to take that quarterback and say, well, what if we have this wide receiver right now who's this good and we could pair with a rookie quarterback next year and give ourselves a chance and knowing that this year, you know, they're not going to be much. And we already know teams like, you know, we already said Houston, Detroit, we're also looking at teams like Carolina yeah, who are still sticking with Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah, Carolina's got to figure out something because it's Sam Darnold and I don't know if they like anybody in this because we're going to know because if they're going to pick somebody at six if that's Malik Will- Willis or can he pick it? I mean, I could see that. Uh, I could let's, see get it, into, but... let's get into the quarterback thing. So, um, with these quarterbacks, I mean, this is what everybody's going to talk about. I mean, I can sit here and tell you, I think there's going to be eight wide receivers. I can describe each of them, but Look for Jamison Williams, look for Drake London. They're the best too. But uh, <laughs> uh Drake London's the one who can start for anybody today. And yeah. Jamison Williams is the one who's the best prospect in the group. And he'll be we'll be talking about him again later We might get to my top five in this whole draft. Uh, but the QBs are interesting. Like you were just talking about with Carolina. Does Carolina get a quarterback? You know, are they gonna be okay with Sam Darnold? Does the coaching staff think. Hey, we gotta either win or give them a good excuse why not to fire us at the end of this year. Um, Matt Rule's got a long contract, but they've been itching to get out of it a little bit. So, with the options gotta,
1: they have, yeah, I don't see them drafting. I just don't see it because the guys that are gonna be there, that you know, basically those two guys, are not any better. No. really. You're not improving your quarterback position by bringing either of them in as rookies Yeah. than what you have. If I'm the Carolina, I'd be looking at other positions to fill, other, po- you know, other places to bolster. And quite frankly, I would, I would start with their defense. Yeah. That could definitely give them upside in the next two, three years.
0: Yeah, and there are is, there is some game-changing people up here. If you're Carolina, you're sitting at six. You've got a good chance. If you wanted to move up, you could.
1: Um, yeah. That's if you maybe wanted a place to, to move down and get, if you wanted to move for
0: it, if you want to move down, as they say in the, in the, in the trading options world, you're going to get a little premium on your, your gift there. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I like that idea too. So I, I don't know the, the quarterbacks to me though. I, I look at this class and I go, wow, this is a shitty class. There were four quarterbacks taken in the first round last year. I think it was. Um, and we've even got to where third-round quarterback Davis Mills is the starting quarterback of the Texans. I think he was the sixth quarterback taken last year. Um, I think it was three in the first round and six overall in yeah. first those first three rounds. That sounds um, good. Right. But anyway, I would take Davis Mills over every single quarterback in this draft right now.
1: And they're and they're that kind of says it all. I mean, yeah. these guys it's
0: not that I wouldn't if we're, just take from Davis the outside Mills.
1: looking in. Yeah. From the outside looking in, these guys should both be holding cl- clipboards this coming year.
0: Yeah. And it's they not shouldn't me, be playing. this is not me saying I love Davis Mills. I'm saying that every quarterback in last year's draft was better up to that point to the sixth one was better than any of them this year. And yeah. I still think two of them are going in the first round.
1: Yeah. They, I think they're both going to go in the first round. I think they're both going to go in the top half of the first round. Yeah,
0: so it's going to come down to a couple of teams here I am going to think about this, and we're going to get to that in a second. But uh, we got Malik Willis, who is the quarterback from Liberty. I don't know if you've seen Have you seen Malik Willis play yet? Uh, I've seen him
1: play. I've, just, I've seen the kind of the report card on him.
0: Uh, so I've seen a couple of different like comparisons. They always compare players to current players. Um, Malik Willis, I've seen projections of, He's projected to be Jalen Hurts. Um, I saw one set, one site that said, and then heard the interview with the person and almost just like threw up my arms, trying to compare Malik Willis to Steve McNair. A little bit of an old school reference. And I think that was uh, yeah. a small school thing. I think it was, you know, they were young, black, athletic, small school. Um, you know, McNair went to Alcorn State and Malik Willis is at Liberty, at least Liberty's Division I. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was Steve McNair played one double A. And it was great after sat for two years in the NFL, which was the perfect thing to do. But you can't spend a first round pick doing that nowadays. And no, these quarterbacks, either, it, if you're a first if you're round guy, first you guy. Round,
1: yeah, if, yeah, if you're taking them in the first round, you intend for them to do something now.
0: Yes, because if they don't, then they don't have the respect of their players, and you turn over a team so fast. Quarterback's got to be the guy. And and
1: that's where I don't, I just don't see these guys being impactful at all this year.
0: Yeah. So Malik Willis first is like the number one guy. I got a couple things here I like about him. He's athletic, which is great. That helps in certain parts of the league and how certain offenses are run. If you look at things like the, he'd be a great fit for what the 49ers are doing. They have Trey Lance now or, uh, they have, he's a great he would be i think the best fit for the panthers and what they're wanting to do offensively um he's i don't want to say he has a big arm I, we saw some throws at this, at the pro day but the pro day is you it didn't there's no defenders there's no dbs on the on the wide receivers so you really don't have a frame of reference on deep throws especially on was it a good route or was it a great throw um, yeah. so we don't really know if he's got a strong arm. He doesn't have a strong arm like any of the big time quarterbacks that are out there now. Um, he's got a strong arm for this class. Just, he has the best arm in the class. But in this class, yeah. I got him to like a third is a is a third round grade. And, and I, I dropped him down. And the reason being is I don't think you could drop any of these quarterbacks in the first round. Uh, I've only got Shouldn't, one that I think could go in the second round, and it's not one of those two. And then there's two or three Malik Willis is kind of the fourth best quarterback in the draft for me. Um, I think he could be fine if he's somewhere where he can sit for a year. I think it, for Malik Willis it'd be better to him to go to Pittsburgh than it would be to go to Carolina.
1: Something. Honestly, there's, you know, when you look at Pittsburgh, I put him in the same boat as as basically, you know, the Jets and Carolina and those guys because they have Marcus Mariota, right? Right now? That's their story. No, Marcus
0: Mariota's in Atlanta now.
1: He's in Atlanta. Who was That's how that's how inconsequential their current quarterback is.
0: Oh, the Steelers are running with uh, well they had to shot well, they only had Dwayne Haskins, but uh, Steelers <laughs> are gonna have um I can't think of a quarterback in man's name. He's been there, been right. there for a couple of years now.
1: I know the name. That's a, that's, but that's kind of the point. It's so inconsequential. We've we know his. As soon as we see it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna face palm, like oh yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. But he's that's kind of the point. He's not the, to me. This is going to be uh, yeah. it's the Mason first. Rudolph this is, is very likely Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Thank
0: you. And they did yeah. sign Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year deal. So and
1: Trubisky that As I look
0: point. at I look at ESPN.com. Their depth chart has Trubisky as the number one guy and, yeah, and, and
1: between that, I would still put. I would agree. I would put Trubisky first. Yeah. Having said that, this is this this may be the first losing season for Pittsburgh in 19 years. Yeah. I believe their last but, losing season was 2003.
0: Yeah. So are they a team that, that you think trades up for a quarterback, or, or hopes that Malik Willis could fall in? I think for Willis, the Steelers are a better situation. Um, I, I like
1: think, the Steelers for that, but I don't see him falling, and I don't, and I would not encourage them to move up for him. Okay. He's not worth moving up for. Okay.
0: So, um,
1: but I'm looking at all the teams here, and it's kind of you know very much the same situation. Well, yeah, what you look at is already reach, equal or better.
0: It's a great example because you look at like you got the Giants sitting there at five and seven, and they could use one of those picks and take a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't think they will. I mean, they got other means they can do, and they're still – they seem like they like Daniel Jones. Um, the, the Seahawks need a quarterback. I mean, they signed Geno Smith to a two-year deal, but that's a one-year, and let's see. Um, Washington needs a quarterback uh, at 11? I made a list. <laughs> Let me get it here. I don't um, think
1: Ron Rivera will go after it. I do – you know, Seattle may be the most likely spot.
0: Yeah, so here are the teams that I have, like, looking at quarterbacks. I had Seattle, New Orleans – I mean, New Orleans is going to look at a quarterback eventually. Uh, Atlanta, they got Mariota on a one-year deal. I think it's one-year deal. Carolina we talked about. Houston we talked about. Pittsburgh we talked about. And then, like, I have question marks here. Washington, both the New York teams, uh, the Jets are going to be with who they're with right now. But the Giants, I think, are the bigger one that could happen. And then I could see a late first round or early or sometime in the second round, I can see Tampa take a quarterback, someone to put on the bench behind uh, Brady, but they've they also have something they like. So I don't know that. answer yeah. ahead is a question mark kind of thing.
1: That that Tampa, if it falls to Tampa, yes. But again, they're well, they're looking again to poise for a run. Yeah, I think Tampa would agreed. be better served by by drafting something valuable, especially on defense. Yeah.
0: I just think of this offensive thing, and I think, man, these quarterbacks are not great. You look at Malik Willis, I think it's a good fit for the Steelers, but I, mean, I wouldn't want to spend a first-round pick on him. But you're going to have to. And they might have to move up to do it. Um, yeah, Kenny think- Pickett is sort of the second guy that people are talking about. And Kenny Pickett's quarterback from Pitt. Um, different kind of a more of an upright guy, has run a little bit of read-option stuff in college, but he's really sort of your classic drop-back passer. Um, right. Can he pick his kind of comp? His comp skill wise, because of his size, as well as Drew is Drew Brees. He's probably a little bit bigger than Drew Brees, but um, it's not going to be. You know, that's sort of like the absolute best case scenario is Drew Brees. That's pretty good, but uh, he's really being compared to him more physically than anything else, just because of their size, They're similar size, he's a little bit bigger. But a big thing is being made of he has a he has a small hand they measured his hand. Oh, God, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's right. And that's bullshit.
0: It's funny because it's bullshit because remember who they complained about two years ago had too small a hand? I don't remember who. Burrow.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's your boy. Yes, your boy.
0: They said Burrow's hand was too small.
1: Your boy who needs more line help.
0: They got more. Oh, they're definitely they, taking their they, need a, they need
1: a true center. Is what they he needs. He needs a true. Center. I, I,
0: the linemen are
1: deep in this draft
0: too. There's going to be like four, or five big names, first rounders in this. Oh league. yeah,
1: I could see. I could see. Well, and, and that's kind of where I'm looking at this entire draft. Is I see more teams needing to bolster both their yeah. offensive and defensive lines, their edge rushers, you know, up front. Yeah. To give, to give them, a, you know, get them over the hump. You see teams that are right there, but, you know, they get sacked just a little bit too much or they're not putting enough pressure on a quarterback to really yeah. make the change and make the difference there. There's a lot of those teams that, you know, if you draft draft correctly here, it changes the landscape of what they were last year and what they're yeah. going to be this year.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah we're going to get to the, the, the line here in just a second because I, I want to jump into that. I want to finish this quarterback thing up real quick. Kenny Pickett, I was saying, is the guy compared to Breeze, but I mean more of just the name than anything else. Um, everybody, I'm seeing different names coming here. Then you have Matt Corral, who's a quarterback at uh, Ole Miss, who got hurt late in the season. He got hurt right before their bowl game, but played in the bowl game. Um, but he, he was thought he was highly thought of uh, going into the season. He was by many ranked as the number one quarterback. Kind of dropped back to three, maybe even four. Uh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, who had an outstanding season this year, uh, he's getting a lot of looks and they say he's getting a lot of uh, um, interest before the draft. So he's been, I guess, he's done a lot of visits and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I think that's interesting. There's a couple of guys to look for, I think, you at this quarterback thing, though. If you're going to take a, a and, and to give you an idea, I have it as Willis, Kenny Pickett, I have Corell as the third best. No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. This is what they've got. I have Matt Corral as the top quarterback in this draft. I have Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis kind of tied for second. Um, The guy that I like better than all of them, outside of Corral though, is Carson Strong from Nevada. Uh, Uh This is a guy that a lot of people thought going into some people thought going into the season might be the number one quarterback as well. He's got a lot of skills. He's going to drop clear down to like late second or third round. And mm-hmm. someone's going to take him. And that's going to be either a either solid quarterback. I mean, it's not going to be someone. He's a guy who can be a career backup. You know, if given an opportunity to play four games or six games to get you half, which is what you want. So if he gets that.
1: to the Saints, he could start next year.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I like my man, James. Uh, yeah, I know I'm you. going to talk about the Saints in a minute. We're going to get to the Saints because they might ruin me. The Saints might ruin me. I've been listening to some podcast on that. Everybody
1: um, has a down year eventually. Even the Patriots had a down year.
0: Yeah. Well, look, so now we have these quarterbacks. And then I looked at, I was thinking about, God, this class is so bad. Should teams just wait for quarterbacks? Because look at next year. And you may not yeah. know some of these things. I know you don't follow the college game, but Next year's draft, you've got C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State, will be eligible. He can come out. Bryce Young just won the Heisman and in Alabama. He's going to be eligible. A guy that everyone thinks is going to be, skill-wise, a great guy. Kind of a wild card is Anthony Richardson from uh, Florida. Uh-huh. And then uh, the other two I like, uh, Will Lewis from Kentucky. I think Will Lewis is a really good player. I think he could be a pro. And then uh, Jaden Daniels, who just went from Arizona State to LSU, he's going to play as a senior at LSU this year. Um, he's got a future NFL quarterback. I think all five of those are better than anybody in this draft. Yeah,
1: and I've, I've heard that's kind of how I've heard next year's. That's where a lot of people are like, don't don't see a lot in this draft class. I think more teams are going to try targeting next year. There's five to seven top quality yeah. prospects yeah. at quarterback.
0: Yeah there's a chance that next year's draft is one, one, two quarterback. CJ Stroud and Bryce. Young.
1: We talk. could see if, if, from what I'm hearing, it could be five in the first
0: round. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be a bunch. Yeah. And, and they're all from what I've seen better than any of these guys. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird deal. I, you know, Malik Willis gets the, he's a little shorter player, big athletic guy hasn't played against top notch uh, stuff at the little school. Maybe doesn't have, a lot of experience because of his athleticism making plays. Maybe doesn't have the experience. He's sitting, you know, get some flavor, if you will. Pickett, I think people want to see if Pickett can be good. Again, I think a lot of the Drew Brees comparisons are kind of weird. But even with those two guys being the top ones, there would be four or five, they would be the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds or seventh picks next year. Yeah. I just I, I think if you're those teams, so I think teams that should think about it and um, I think mean the teams we're talking about those 10 teams earlier. I think mean team like New Orleans, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh ought to go ahead and say, No, we'll go ahead and I think that the Steelers and the Saints do this the same way, and even Seattle. Um I I, no. would,
1: I could see the Saints there. I mean, you got to pick it here at 16. That may, well, if they fall, I don't see you missing. I, I,
0: no. There's gonna be a lot of people for the Saints people who want to take him. It's gonna be yeah. a weird deal. Um, but I think that those teams are better to wait till next season. And I predicted it's one of those teams that says, hey, let's make the pick where we drop back and we acquire someone's pick next year. You know, you go to a team that you think maybe maybe you're the you go to the Eagles and you say, Hey, we'll take, you know, if you're the Eagles and you're saying, Hey, let's drop back. And you go to, you know, Atlanta wants to move back or something. Here, at Atlanta, I want to move back, take the extra pick from somebody who might want to move up for another need.
1: I'm finding this very interesting as I'm looking at the draft order because the Eagles picked before both of your picks in the first round of the game, the 15 and the 18.
0: Yeah. Now I think I think it's gonna be weird. I think that it's either Carolina jump starts it and takes Willis, or he drops. And when you get into the teens and you got the Saints sitting there at, what was that, it is 16 and 19. The Steelers are at 20. Uh, the Seahawks at nine, I think it's the trade down. So I can see like the, Steel- the Seahawks going in and saying, okay, who wants to trade up to nine? Maybe that's Kansas City. Maybe that's, you know, someone who can, who only has a one pick this year. So maybe it's someone like Washington. Or someone like the Ravens.
1: Cincinnati. They only have 31. They don't have the
0: the, first round pick. The gimmick is you don't want the 31st pick next year. You want what you think is going to be one of the top 10 or top 12 picks. Yeah. So you want to make that trade with Minnesota or Washington. Someone who might want to move up and can can make you a deal so you can sweetheart out of here. I think that when that happens, someone's going to move up to take Willis. If he doesn't go to six, I think Willis is going first. Right after that, if that happens in front of the Saints picks at fifteen or is sixteen and nineteen? Sixteen, 16 and Sa- nineteen. Yeah, the Saints are then gonna panic and take. It.
1: Pick it. Yeah, it. and I, I don't see Carolina taking them. I think they're very. Yeah. I think verbally what they have publicly said, they're pretty much set with Sam Darnold for this year, yeah. and they're probably not gonna move. I see the same thing with New York. they're not gonna get off Daniel Jones. Uh, and, and same with even with the Jets. They're kind of building around a Zach Wilson franchise, which I'm not sure why, but it kind of explains the Jets' thought process and yeah. why they still suck. Well, so I, if, if they don't take, if, if Carolina doesn't take them, which I don't think they will, and if Seattle doesn't take them or trades that pick away, yeah. which I think they might, then I could see them both falling yeah. that far.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, to, to I, both, you know yeah, between 6 and 20.
0: Yeah, I think someone moves up to take Willis when when he gets into the teams. And then I think someone – I think the Saints panic pick and take Pickett. If it's not the Saints, please don't be the Saints. Saints, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. It'll be the Steelers. It's not the It'll Steelers. be the Steelers. He'll drop to the Steelers. If he drops past – that. If Kenny Pickett drops past the Steelers, Um, I could see – a team then come in with a second round pick and say, okay, let me try to trade in. You know, maybe. No,
1: I, actually, if I'm seeing that, I I see him falling out of the first round entirely.
0: Well, I don't think it either of them fall out. Someone's got, I, Detroit takes a quarterback at 32, if one of those two is still available. Because maybe. the difference being is, well, the maybe. difference being is that if you take a quarterback, a first round pick, They have to have a five-year contract. A Mm second-round pick is a four-year contract. And that wouldn't matter for most positions. But where do you have to spend the most of your money? It's on quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. So you'd rather keep a, a player for five years if you're Detroit, if you're trying to trade in and take a chance on somebody. It also would cost you a whole lot. So if you're Detroit, you're thinking, okay, we don't really like our guy. We can get away with bringing somebody in. If this guy doesn't work, it's the 31st pick. We don't have the 32nd pick. We don't have to worry about it. We're not going to get crucified for spending the top 10 pick on a quarterback. But you could see a team trade in here to trade in to so say Detroit doesn't want to take it or some a trade moves up or whatever happens. You could see a team come in and say, hey, we like Matt Corral or we like mm-hmm. Carson Strong or they like Desmond Ritter. And they say, well, let's trade in the 32. won't cost us a whole lot. And let's go ahead and grab one of those quarterbacks. And we'll sit them anyway for a year. And we'll see. And you know, after a year, if they don't work, you're going to cut them the second year. It's going to be your backup again anyway. So I can see that just because you have them on a five-year deal. Or if they just superstar from day one, if you go in there and Matt Carell is healthy and he becomes the best quarterback in the class, well, then – you made a very good pick, and you get to hold it for five years instead of four.
1: Yeah, I could see definitely Detroit making that trade because they yeah. got a to pick to It well, They're, Detroit's the, the one sitting pick in the second round.
0: Yeah, Detroit's so. the one sitting there at thirty-two. Yeah, so it would take you to them trading up or someone coming along and offering a trade like that. Yeah, I do think they, that, they, and the Bengals are sitting at thirty-one. and They don't have any other first-round picks. They they can say, hey, let someone who's in the first round, early in the second round, like um, the Jets or the Giants or the Texans, trade up five picks. You know, the Texans are the fifth pick in the second round. Well, if the Texans want to trade up to 32 or 31 even, the Bengals could say, all right, give us your two next year, and you net an extra player in the deal. You're swapping picks and you're getting something out of it. So I think yeah, I thirty-one see, is the spot people like jump in front for the Lions yeah. to do that.
1: Yeah, I could see. I could see the Bengals doing that. They yeah. had. They would of course have. They would. I think they'd want to get something for that because their next pick is until sixty-three. That's the second. Yeah, they're getting thirty-one to, in the second. round. It would round. have they don't to be have a, much.
0: Yeah, it had to be a pick swap. So you're doing, you know, thirty-one down to thirty-six, and you're adding a second round pick next year. Right. So you're getting two for one, and that's so and that's how. That's how teams that are good teams m- keep moving forward. You always see how New England's managed to get themselves into a top 12 pick somehow. Now, this year is because they yeah. earned it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're actually at 21. But, uh, but they earned yeah, it a couple still. years when They were up a little higher. Um, but you can see that's how those teams continue to get their rosters built. Like this year, who is it to sit in the top 10? It's like, oh my gosh. Um, Well, the Giants have an extra pick. Seattle, if you don't have, if you still had Russell Wilson, could be sitting there at nine going, okay, how do I make our team better? Who is the stud that we can take that nobody else could take right now? Because it's not a need. That's how you stack a team in the long run.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's
0: four or five teams that have got two picks in there. And it's like, okay, well, one of them you earned. The other one you made a bad trade or a good trade or whatever you did. It was like in the Jets' case, it's been trading down, trading down each year. But yeah, um, these quarterbacks are so bad. The wide receivers aren't bad, though. They're real fucking no. good. And I think eight of them are going in the first round. I think that the first one off the board is going to be Drake London from USC. I don't think he escapes the top 10. And then the the one to me, it's going to be the kind of the, this is how the draft is going to go. We're going to know shit's weird quick. If in the first 10, 12 picks, someone trades way up like Kansas City or like Buffalo or something like that. And someone takes Jamison Williams from Alabama.
1: And I like like the idea of either the Chiefs or Buffalo doing that. I think that both of those teams are, strong enough that they can bank on him at the end of the year and keep him around in a veteran, not even so much a veteran, but kind of a semi, you know, quasi veteran crew where he could yeah. learn from them and be productive next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The team that would be adding a player like Jamison Williams, you know, two thirds of the way in the season, week 10 or week 12, we're kind of looking at right now, mm-hmm. you're able to add that. It's like adding a free agent to your team in a way. And, well, and,
1: the, and the best part about it is, and we know and we see this every year, rookies are not used to the 16, 17 week schedule, yeah. the 18 week schedule. And they, you see them start to fall off in the second half of the year. He would be coming on in the second half of the year, especially at a playoff run. He would be almost perfect getting into the system, getting into the rhythm and being able to contribute at a time yeah. when a playoff run team needs, you know, that kind of sp- spark that that young energy in the locker room and on the field
0: yeah i agree that would be a
1: really attractive pick
0: yeah i think james Williams is the best receiver in this this draft i think someone's gonna he's the kind of the wild card of the whole draft to me the whole first day because if he goes i mean he's gonna go first day he's gonna go into top 20 but if he goes 10 or 12 it will be i mean i can see the jets saying you know what? We're not very good. This guy could be game-changing. Bring him in. Partner him up with his artists. Because they also have his partner from last year. Um, my, my, my brain is mush right now. Um,
1: it's the Jets. They're forgettable. It's not your fault. There we go. I'd have to look it up, too.
0: They have Corey Davis. Um yeah. Why am I might not seeing who I want to see on here? But yeah, I mean, it's a receiver. I mean, I, I could see the Jets saying, okay, let's take you know, some line help in our first pick and second pick. Let's take Jamison Williams. Yeah, he's not going to play day one, but we got it. And, yeah. Um, the other one, the, yeah, what the Jets have Yeah, I got it pulled up. Um, you know, the other one's Atlanta. You know, Atlanta could say, hey, we kind of like this Marcus Mariota thing. And I think it's a good pick, them. I hate Atlanta, but Marcus Mariano was a good pickup. Um, they like that Marcus Marietta well, thing. Let's, might
1: be, let's say that it's a good pickup of available.
0: Yeah, I, well, here's why I think it's a good pickup. He, has, he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires. He was in a bad organization for a couple of years in his, in his young years. Now he's older, and his skill set, as athletic as he is, is better used now in the league than it was when he was first a rookie a few years ago. He's well, a guy I, I who can that's become a, been a problem. Yeah, he could all, he could become a starter. I mean, he's going to be the starter for Atlanta, but he could play himself into a contract.
1: This is, this for Mariota is one of those situations where he's basically getting himself a second chance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's rare that you see quarterbacks get this second chance yeah. when they've had one already and it didn't yeah. work out or even if it's a bad system. Yeah. He, got, it he ends got, up following them.
0: Yeah. He got right. Go. He got around a town in Nashville the, with the Titans and I know he's been a backup yeah. with the Raiders last couple of years, you know, but I think that it's, yeah, I think it's a situation that could be good for Marcus Mariota. Uh, but I think that's a team who could then trade up for a Jamison Williams. I think that he's pretty incredible. Um, the other ones, as far as receivers, I like Drake London. I like James I like James is the best one. But the best ready right now, I think, it's Drake London. Um, there's been some talk on uh, Traylon Burks dropping a little bit. I think Traylon Burks is really good, too. Um, but there's been some stuff off the field on him that people are thinking it might be a little troublesome. Uh, and you have the two Ohio State guys. You've got um, – where am I at here? Chris Olave. Uh, Olave uh, Olav and Wilson who will both be in the first round. Um, the other interesting thing on the first rounders to me is that I could totally see this happening. I could see a um, the Chiefs taking one, staying put and taking one at 31, and that being the eighth one. And there's two names I'd mentioned there, either Christian Walker from North Dakota State or Sky Moore from Western, Western Michigan. That would uh-huh. give us, yeah, eight.
1: In yeah. The first he, round. He, uh, ESPN has them seven and eight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's, yeah, I mean, you look at it and go, okay, wow, there's, I think in the end, there will be eight players, eight wide receivers in the first round, and then the other thing I think is interesting is the, the line play, you know, it's a show, the The NFL drafts a show, and everybody watches it because a lot of it has to do with the quarterbacks, the play of the quarterbacks, and those are sexy names, but Man, the, the the alignment is where it's at in this game, this draft.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, and, and there are teams that need it. Yeah. Need it. Not not well, that would be good to have or would help them do this. No, no, no. There are and we've seen this and, and, we, and we saw this in the Super Bowl even. You know, we talked about this with, with Joe Burrow and how the line was, you know, he got sacked 71 times. Yeah. Over the from beginning to end. Yeah. The line here on both the offense and the defensive side, your edge rushers, your D tackles, and all of your front five, are have been are are in this class really good, and there are teams that really need them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look, I mean, if you just went, I mean, offensive line, offensive line and defense. You talk about the edge rushers. I mean, edge rushers. You got Trayvon Walker. uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, we've got both the, um, well, the edge the Let me Oh, uh, one edge Got Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. I have Kayvon Thibodeau, the best player in the draft, by the way. And uh, I even like Jermaine Johnson from Florida. Yeah. These D linemen are going to be way up. We're going to see a bunch. Uh, one of the rankings I saw had six edge rushers in the top 30. I mean, this I could. I
1: totally could see that. I could totally see yeah. that. Absolutely.
0: And then on the flip side, the offensive tackles are going to dominate the top ten after the first three picks. It's going to be three edge rushers, and then it's going to be a shitload of tackles for a little while. And I mean, one of the rankings I've been looking at has three or four of the top ten prospects in this edge draft are tackles. Yeah. And then yeah. the guy I like, they got like ranked to like thirty fifth overall. He's the seventh tackle. I think mean, he's not getting past the Saints in twenty nineteen. That's Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Got,
1: I'm, I've got him. I've got him looking at it. They got him listed at four, ranked around twenty five overall.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and it, I mean this is going to be and it's some net. Na- uh, watch Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. If you get a chance, go look at some of his uh, videos. The dude is uh-huh. just straight and nasty. He does get penalized a lot. Like he got like later like, I don't mean penalized as in holding fifteen yards. I mean I mean like personal foul, you know, as, a, as an offensive line.
1: Oh yeah, that's a, that's yeah. all fine and um, good until he gets so, into the NFL and and those foul those personal fouls become fines.
0: Yeah, those someone don't clean that up. <laughs> but you can get that clean. But you know what? I rather take the mentality of the player. It's someone going don't take any bullshit. It's an offensive tackle. Then the opposite. Yeah, you know, I can live with that. I can live with talent, and a dude who's got a little bit of a of a head of a head cases I can calm him down as a pro as he gets older. Uh-huh. I can't get rid of that mentality. I can't teach that mentality to anybody. So, and the, the tackle that I love, the offensive tackle, loves Evan Neal. Okay, Evan Alabama. Neal. Alabama, yeah. I mean, the he's he's the real deal. He's a left tackle. He ain't get out of the top five, maybe seven. I mean, he's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. If mean, you want to nerd out, you can you can Google up uh, uh, Evan Neal stats or no Neal um, highlights. As a man who was a former lineman, you'd appreciate it.
1: I probably would. And honestly, I'm looking at I'm looking at the top five, and any of them could take them. He could go – I mean, he's not going he to go one, but he could. I mean, any yeah. one of those teams, you're looking at Jacksonville, Detroit, mm-hmm. Houston, Jets, Giants, Yeah, any of them. Yeah. And all of them need line help.
0: Yeah, I mean, think I think for people who are just like, you know, like um, mm-hmm. your average, you know, not a nerd like me or someone who's into it like you are in football, if you're an average everyday casual football fan, they're not going to like watching this draft.
1: No, it's not sexy when you see defensive tackles, edge rushers, centers, yeah. tackles, guards all go, you know, back yeah. to back to back, especially in the front first round. Yeah. But if you understand the importance of these positions and their impact on the game, especially when you're talking about sacks, when you're talking yeah. about, you know, pressure, when you're talking about being able to pass block or open up holes for your runners and, you know, looking at, even for a guy like Lamar Jackson needs a line to make holes for. Because they, yeah. they, they, they run for him Designed. He's not scrambling yeah. to escape. Those are designed runs for his position. Yeah. You've got to have linemen to make those things happen. Yeah. These positions are critically important, but they're not sexy.
0: Yeah. And so the, I think that we're going to see the, well, I, after the first like half an hour, the rate, the ratings are going to go down the draft massively. It's because, I mean, one, people get tired to Thursday night. But two, when they start seeing the DN, like, DN highlights can be good because they're sacks, but when they start showing video of Trevor Penning or um, IKEA can uh, yeah. people are going to be like, I don't understand what I'm watching. I'm just watching the big guy who has who like shuffling and keeping the guy from not getting the quarterback. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they don't understand but the I, position, especially if you've never played the game. And if you have played yeah. the game, then you've seen enough film, you know what these techniques look like. Yeah but if you've never played and you've never reviewed film before even at a at a low level like a high yeah. school level like you know like we did yeah. um you understand that you know what you're looking at and what you're trying to what they're trying to accomplish when you yeah. see these highlights in, in in the first round second round and so on yeah but your average fan your your fair weather fan or your non yeah, non your previous fan, athlete yeah. fans not really going to understand they're going to see it Like, okay, but I don't really know everything I'm looking at. You know, I'm looking at the hands, the footwork, you know, body position, those kind of things.
0: It's not going to be a fun draft to watch, but it'll be for nerds, it'll be interesting. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's going to show us a lot. It'll tell us a lot about where teams think they are and where teams think they're going. I, I, I will have different opinions about different teams right after the draft, and it won't be just based upon the player they chose, but just as much of how they handled themselves especially in the top two rounds, you see who, who teams think they are.
2: Yeah. So you start and, to
0: see then, if they start stacking stuff for the future, if they go how they draft players in the second, third, and fourth round, who are players you're expecting to get something out of, and what positions do they play? What does it say about your current roster? What does it say about a guy's contract, you know, a year from now?
1: So, yes, yes. And, I, and, you know, the interesting an interesting note on that as I'm looking at the first round, you know and you're, we're talking about linemen and, I, and your boy uh, Whitworth popped into my head with his retirement and the Rams yeah. do not have a first round pick this year. No. So what does their draft look like? What does that say about where they are as a re, you know the current Super Bowl champion yeah. and what they think they need for this next year.
0: Yeah, that's, they're going to have to they're not going to draft it, they're going to sign it in their case. They don't have first or second round picks. Yeah. I
1: uh, let yeah. me double check second round here. I know they're I'm not really traded the
0: One went in the Beckham deal. One went in the Brandon still Cooks free agent. deal. Um,
1: yeah, he, they don't have a second round pick either. Not currently. Yeah. It's always changed draft day. But they do not have a second round pick either.
0: Yeah, they don't pick until the third round at pick one hundred and four. Yeah, you're defending Super Bowl champs.
1: Yeah, they're at the end. Yeah. <laughs> second to yeah. last of the third it round
0: wow. last the first round or the third of the third round That's when they can finally pick but then they've already traded one and two for next year's draft too
1: yep they yes sold they their phone
0: this year and there's going to be teams that do that it's it, again like, that's, just, that's just an example of it it tells you so much by who and how they pick and yeah. uh, how they pick this is important uh, I want to hit something up I usually have like um Someone did ask me about like the uh, there like running backs. So a friend of mine was like, "Hey, how many like are there any good running backs in this thing?" Because you know running backs now get underdrafted because they're the most replaceable position in the NFL. Um, I do think one might sneak into the first round. I think he's likely a second day, early second round, and that's uh, Brees Hall, who's from Iowa State. Yep. And then um, Kenneth Walker, the third from Michigan State, is one to take an eye out as well.
1: Yeah, they're one and those are one and two. In and opposite then, for what you I'll give you,
0: yeah, I'll give you. I talked about a couple of these guys, right? I gotta have my eyes, like the five guys that think like kind of people to watch. Um, I like Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall can be an NFL running back. I think he could be a starter somewhere. Um, as far as quarterbacks, I like Carson Strong. I think that he's someone that's going to get picked late, probably the third round, maybe even the fourth, and someone's going to get a player there. Um, Trevor Pennings, that guy from Northern Iowa tackle, I think I think he's every bit as good as every tackle in the draft except for Evan Neal. And I think he'll end up on a good team in the first round. That's one of the stories to look at. One of the other guys I like, this dude, and people don't know about him, this dude, but if you've seen him play, you'll know that this guy, is, this guy is ideal. I think he's like a Debo Samuel kind of guy. Not quite as athletic. I mean, Debo was a really great athlete. But watch out for Wandale Robinson. From Kentucky that's a guy that a year from now like you'll be at like week six of fantasy football and you'll oh be heart. like who the fuck is Wondell Robbins and then all of a sudden <laughs> you see this motherfucker has a thousand yards rushing or he has 700 yards rushing and 700 yards receiving because he can play both <laughs> running back and wide receiver um in at Kentucky he played wide receiver and they kept putting him in the running at, at the running back position they run all sorts of weird option stuff with the receivers, a lot of creative uh-huh. stuff. Um, he reminds me he's that kind of class of player. Like, I guess Debo's kind of in that. Um, you know those those guys who are like like Alvin Kamara, you know, a guy who yeah. is a he, they threat to throw. You could you, if you want to play him at running back, which Kamara was a running back, more of a running back than a wide receiver. Um, you can you you feel good about him even lining up wide with. Wandell Robinson is the flip side. It's he's a wide receiver, that you could put in at running back because the way he runs and he's done both at Kentucky. Um, I, I find it funny because a lot of those hybrid guys like Christian McCaffrey and like Kamara and this stuff. Could you imagine some of the running backs from like when we were young guys like Roger Craig and Eric Metcalf? They would have yeah. dominated today. I was thinking about well, that a few days ago.
1: Actually, I'm not sure. I, I was thinking more, you know, my head was going a different direction because I'm look, I'm I'm thinking of you know Debo Samuel right now with his request, and I'm looking at guys just what you're talking about Kamara McCaffrey, guys who are either running backs who really catch well out of the backfield, or wide receivers who are getting played in these option and run yeah. run uh, run plays like Debo is, and how they're you know and and legitimately where there's kind of this hybrid. Gap in the pay scale that doesn't fit that position because they all want the bigger money and that's going wide receiver, which is the whole issue with Devel Samuel right now. Yeah. Oh, and and quite. Go ahead. Yeah, go
0: ahead. You go ahead. You were saying quite. No, I'm just, I'm
1: just thinking to myself when you have the talent that can that is worth the money for the higher paid position and has the flexibility. There is a situation here where this this hybrid player doesn't have this really nice set um, salary zone where you see, you know, quarterbacks are starting, you know, your premium quarterbacks are now in the four, you know, you know, the 40, 400 mil range, you know, 40 a year, 30, 40 a year. You're looking at Aaron this, you're going 50 a year, that kind of thing. Yeah. You don't see that same thing when you're looking at that, that player that can be both running back and wide receiver yeah. um, that they're, they, you know, the league wants to pay them cheaper at running back. But they're worth some the money at wide receiver than yeah. what receiver money that they're should well, be getting. The wide
0: receiver market is crazy because it's crazy. Yeah, that's well, you that's have not the problem. you have well because of the you got the you know Deontay Adams and Tyreek Hill contracts, and you know once you set the bar, you don't go under the bar, you go over the bar, and yeah. you got these. So I don't think it's you know it's if you look at it with. And we kind of mentioned it earlier, the Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf, you know, talking about wanting to be traded. There's a reason that they've just now, you know, like Debo Samuel's last week with the uh, DK Metcalf was a couple weeks ago,
2: uh-huh.
0: but it's not just DK Metcalf's upset because Russell Wilson's gone. It's those guys. Uh, and Cameron Kirk was one of those guys. So he's signed. He just signed with the Cardinals. Um, Tyreek Hill is one of those guys. Um, who they only had the one year left on their contract, and then they all asked for trades because they all want to get the money. And when Devonte Adams came in, Tyree Hill was like, "Hey, I, you are to get to extend me now, or I'm go I'm leaving as a free agent." Chiefs and I smart totally get trading. that.
1: I, I totally get that. I think where we where I have a problem is that there are a lot of water receivers that are. That are out there right now who think they are a Tyreek Hill or they are a DeMonte yeah. Adams and they're not.
0: Yeah, but the and they don't that,
1: deserve to be paid that. Yeah. And we're seeing this with quarterbacks as well
0: yeah. who
1: are asking for that next level money after Patrick Mahomes and now uh, you know Aaron Rodgers are getting their getting their due. A guy like Malamar Jackson who's you know doesn't have his extension yet. He's trying, starting to look at these things and saying, "Well, you get it." In my opinion, I don't see him that good. I haven't seen enough out of Lamar Jackson to say he's that good.
0: See, I, I think wouldn't Lamar pay Jackson will get a contract. I think he's the one quarterback in that class of his contract now. He uh, needs a new
1: contract. He needs a, he needs an extension, yeah. but I don't believe in what he's shown so yeah. far, he's Patrick Mahone's money ready
0: yet. Yeah. Well the thing and is I wouldn't now pay now him, him that, as such. Yeah, well, the thing is now, like the receiver piece of it as we're talking about is
1: yeah, going back to receiver. You've
0: got a piece. you've got the um, someone's at the bar. I mean, Devontae Adams blew the thing up and then Tyreek Hill blew it up some more too, and then now you got these guys who have one year left in their contracts. And they go, okay, I'm in a point where I can use leverage and figure this shit out. So Tyreek just did, but now you've got two guys in uh, Samuel and Metcalf who are younger. They're both four years. They're both four years younger. Yeah, and they're both going. Hey, pay me or I'm leaving at the end of this year because someone's going to pay me next year.
1: Somebody okay. will pay him. Here's my problem with Debo: is that he's that critical to the 49ers offense. But what other team could he have the same impact?
0: Let in? me throw this one: out. you're going to
1: pay for him to be that good, and you need to see that he's that good in your yeah. system.
0: Well, I think there's places, or that you should... end
1: up with, a, or you end up like, uh, you know, in a Carson Wentz situation right
0: now. Yeah, I think you're going to see the uh, someone's going to pay those guys. I mean, I just just teams need these sure yeah. guys. I mean, Some Tennessee is one of those. Now they got AJ Brown is doing the, trying to do the same thing. That's kind of gone under the uh, radar too. Is that AJ Brown's now asking for a trade as well? And it's because they're all second round guys. They were second round guys. They didn't get a smaller contract. They're at four years, and they go, "All right, we're three years in, and we want our money because if we want, we, they were trying to get trying to get two contracts. They're trying to get one now, based on Devonte Adams' deal that goes four or five years out." And then, boom, we're going to make another one that's like a Tyreek Hill thing. I did find this out. It was interesting. So what does DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and A.J. Brown from the Titans all have in common? Other than, other than second-round picks in the last year, according to the last year of the contract?
1: I don't know, but if I had to guess, I would say they have uh, same or related representation.
0: You are 100% correct. They have the same agent.
1: They have the same agent. There you go. That yeah. same agent
0: took those three guys in three weeks and said, "I want a new deal. I want a new deal. I want a new deal." Yep. Because what did the agent see? The agent just saw how much money Devontae Adams got, and said, "Wait yeah, a minute." Not, Why none of them see, are Devontae Adams. Good. These, these agents saying, "Hey, wide receivers are quarterbacks now. Let's go. You got to have one." And so, I mean, that's pretty brilliant.
1: It's, it's brilliant until you look at this draft well, class.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's why you have to make the, make the deal now, because if you can make a trade now, anyone that trades for one of those players is going to automatically have an extension with
1: it and, and it makes sense if you had done this a month ago. Yeah, and not held out on this Aaron, you know, and we talked about that Aaron Rodgers was holding up a, a line of dominoes in the dominoes yeah. fell after he went, it's that same situation. If they had been a part of that domino fall, they probably would have gotten paid, but now you're so close to the draft and Debo and those guys are all doing it. You have a good wide receiver class here in this draft. No one's going to make that deal until after, until somebody, whoever gets the short straw yeah. out of this draft, who doesn't have, doesn't get that wide receiver need that they need to build out of the draft, they're the target for a D.O. Samuel. They're the target yeah. for a D.K. Metcalf to try and get their money paid. The rest of them, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this, none of those guys are Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill good. They no. are not worth that much. They're good. They should get paid, but they're not Devontae Adams good.
0: I don't think any of them are Devontae Adams. Now, what I can say about Tyree Kill is that I think that, I don't think that, well, I think the advantage, let me say this way, the, the advantage that Debo and Metcalf have on Tyree Kill. They're younger. They're four years younger, and Tyreek Hill. The speed is going to go away eventually. I mean, it doesn't just you don't just lose it all at once, but it, you know, the sure. it not it'll it will be sort of a chase. You know, it'll get, become more of a chase each year as as he continues. He's thirty now. He won't be as fast at thirty five as he was at thirty. Tyreek Hill needs that. That's why I rather really have Devontae out. He's a better player, but huh. I do think these 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 three receivers, and, and we're talking about again it's Samuel Metcalf and. Uh, I'll include A.J. Brown in the conversation. They're all thinking, hey, we don't have what Tyreek has. And teams will say, well, they aren't this good, but they project to be that good in the next year or two. I mean, D.K. Metcalf could be everything Tyreek Hill is as far as he's a different kind of player, but he could be that top level. He could be that productive. D.K. Metcalf he could, be, could be the best receiver in the league run. next season. Yeah, or in he could be. He yeah. could be. Yeah, I mean, so now you have to. Those guys are looking at that, going, "Okay, all right, let's get paid." Meanwhile, Jamar sure. Chase is both sitting back there, going, "You motherfuckers!" Because <laughs> 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 imagine what kind of money he's gonna get. <laughs> I mean, if receiver is gonna become the next quarterback, that's what, that's what's happening. I mean, this money's Ricardo when the – when this all expands, this just his TV money comes in, and these salary caps start shooting way up, uh-huh. where instead of two hundred and thirty million this year, it's three hundred or three hundred and fifty million. We're gonna see fifty million dollar players. I mean, I know Rodgers is getting it. That's a lot of bonus stuff up front, but um, it's we're gonna see a bunch of them. Mahomes' contract at the end of this ten year deal isn't gonna be even a top 10 for, for a quarterback. It's Possibly.
1: Possibly. There, there is going there. You know, this is kind of like inflation. There will be a stopping point where this slows down.
0: Well, it, I, I, it won't. The money is bigger, bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger. And because the revenue in which you have to pay these players, is based on 49%, at like least 50% now, of all total revenue, spread out over 32 teams. The money has to go somewhere. Sure, the but are going to get it.
1: you strike when the iron's hot. But there is a point at which even the owners know that if we do this, we set we break the bar again and, bring no, the bar they, again they, and break the bargain. Ma- it doesn't
0: It won't. It won't matter. Is the thing because the owners are tied to a deal where they have to spend. They have to spend a certain amount. All fifty percent of all money that comes into the NFL is allocated to player salaries. Right. So it doesn't matter if the pie grows from. If the salary cap is, which now it's like 240 this year, um, if it goes up to 280 next year, which is projected to do, it's projected in two years to go up to over 300. You get the same number of players. Right. Money has to be paid to them. And there's a floor that teams have to pay. They can't sc- scrimp out, like a about the Oakland A's this past week. They can't do what the Oakland A's are doing in baseball. You know, you have to have to pay this much. It's why Jacksonville just paid Cameron Kirk a bunch of money because they have to be at like 94% of the salary cap this year at the end of the season, or they get a fine right. for being under the cap for the three-year moving average they use. Right. So yeah, I think that what'll happen is now it looks like these wide receivers are going to get this money too. So I think teams are going to want to trade up. I think it's going to be interesting who goes where. It's the deep, deep wide receiver draft. Those guys are well, getting paid. Will we see these trades go through? I, I think that's going to be the biggest story of the whole, the, the, the whole deal. Um, I,
1: think, I think with the growth, what you'll see is you'll start to see more of that same money being yeah. put to other places. You'll start seeing linebackers break. Yeah. You'll see tight ends break. You know, you'll, if, if the wide receivers, quarterbacks and wide receivers moving up, it's going to pull the rest of the league yeah. as well. So you're going to see moving salaries for linemen, linebackers, edge rushers, cornerbacks, safeties, even running backs who are still kind of sit kind of third there behind wide receivers. They're going to move up as well. Okay. But we're going to have to see that. Yeah. Right,
0: I want to do one last thing on the draft, and then we're going to jump up out of here. Where's I want to that say that help hey, move that bar. And so with the uh, receipt or with the with uh, the draft. Uh, let's talk about the two local teams. So, uh, you know, most of us folks here in Kansas, you know, the chiefs can be picking at uh, 29 and 30 in the first round. And uh, what do you think the chiefs are going to do?
1: I think what the chiefs should do is look at, probably not in the first round. I would like to see them get, get a, a you know, a little bit more help at running back. I don't think they'll do that in the first round. What I think, what I think they should do in the first round is look at defense, a dresser and a, and a, cornerback. Yeah. I, I, I think, think they need, I think that will pay off dividends yeah. early in the season
0: yeah.
1: that did not like, we saw this happen this year. They came out and their defense was God awful. Yeah. They fixed it, but it took the season to do it. I would like to, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan and you're looking at that, I think you want to come out stronger on defense earlier in the season, really kind of help establish your dominance.
2: Yeah.
1: And and move with that in through the rest of the year. Yeah. It felt like they were always, you know, after the after kind of the shine wore off of them and the first, you know, the defense didn't look good and they weren't looking that good in the first half of the year. If they want to have that kind of confidence going into the playoffs next year, I think they need to show up stronger in defense yeah. in the front.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that the Chiefs should go defense as well. I think that they should go. I think they're gonna look at a couple of different things. Um, I was – they're going to look at wide receiver and they're going to look at, at, at uh, D-line. I think those are the two things they're going to look at the most. Um, mm-hmm. You think the Chiefs are going to trade up?
1: And, and I agree with the wide receiver, but, again, like we said, this is a pretty good wide receiver class. Yeah. I don't see them doing that in the first round. I would yeah. see them maybe in the second or third. Do you see
0: the, If you see them do that in the second round, do you see them trading up in the first round and maybe leveraging those two picks to move up and take somebody at the D-tackle? Or a lineman, or a D, a D lineman. I would
1: go. I would go. I wouldn't go D lineman. If I were to move up, I'd want to get something to protect Mahomes more. I, I want to open up holes for the running back. I would. Okay. If I were to move up as a chief in the first round, I'd be moving it up for
0: an O lineman. Okay. Yeah. So I mean think the Chiefs I are gonna, that. I mean that Chiefs one of those teams I'm gonna look at, that I'm also going to look at Jameson Williams. If they could sneak in to the teens, kind of in between, uh, the Eagles and the Saints. I think they can sneak in and do it too. Um, okay, all right. Um, I guess I got to get my official Saints picks now, don't I?
1: Yeah, you kind of do. We talk about the
0: Chiefs now. Um, I think the Saints are going to mess this up. So what I want the Saints to do <laughs> is I want the Saints to stay Pat at sixteen and nineteen. I want them to take Trevor Penning, and I want them to take Jameson Williams. Now I think Jer- I think Jameson Williams should go at sixteen. I don't think he'll get there. I think that the Eagles are going to pick him at 15. Um, I just, I don't know. I, they had Devontae Smith as a first-rounder last year, but you can bring on, can bring on his former teammate. They're a team that could sit on the quarterback for a few months. I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, but I, if the Saints can get him, I think James Williams is the answer to their prayers. And that would be you take Trevor Penning at 19. What I think the Saints are going to do, I think the Saints are going to take Kenny Pickett at 16 and Trevor Pennington at 19.
1: I think you're, I think you're right on. I think you're absolutely right with the pick because I think they're right. going to panic. Uh, I, think and, I, and and I, I think
0: they're the team. I team who panics. I think someone. I think either Carolina or or Steelers go in front of them, take Malik Willis. Now the Saints won't pick Malik Willis if they don't take Kenny Pickett. Then they're not picking a quarterback in the first round. So as a Saints fan, I'm hoping someone panics. Moves ahead of the Saints takes Kenny Pickett. and then I can be like, "Yes, just take a receiver and a tackle, and let's get out of here safely."
1: <laughs> and, and see, that's what they're, where I, I I feel like you're going to be really frustrated this draft because I think the Saints will panic, and the and the picks you want the Saints to have, those are the ones the Eagles are going to snipe from you right in front of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the the Eagles or the Saints are making a trade. I think the trade the Saints move up in front of the Eagles if they if they want Jamison Williams. Um, I can see the Eagles just messing with the Saints, and there again, it's, it's going to be one of those. Like, if you ever been in a fantasy football draft, and someone makes a pick, and you go, "Oh, damn it!" because that was your anyway, next pick,
1: and it's because they sniped it, they sniped it right there. Yeah, you know, it's like, I, it. I could see that happening to I, your Saints,
0: and that's what I think the Saints going to happen with that that James Williams thing. Um, but that's that's sort of a. I do have a top five, so I don't know. I know you you probably don't have. Do you have a player that you think is the player you want to watch on this draft? No, not, not
1: particularly. No, I don't really, because I, I, I love hearing the news. I love knowing kind yeah. of the recaps, but I don't, because I don't watch college football. It, yeah. I don't have a favorite on this.
0: Okay. So I got my top five players in this draft. Um, I got Kayvon Thibodeau from is the best player in this draft. Um, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. I think that he is, he's going to go number two. I think Aiden Hutchins is going to go one. Um, yeah. It's just uh, Jacksonville's good. I mean, I, I want to criticize Jacksonville and I want to criticize uh, the Khan family every time I get a chance. But <laughs> even they can't mess this up because if they don't take Aiden Hutchinson, they can take Kayvon Thibodeau or even Trayvon Walker. Any of the three are fine. Of course, they're taking the white boy, but I, they're all worthy of being the first pick. It's, they're all three great. Um, I think Thibodeau is the best player in this draft. Um, Homer, this is a Homer thing for me. I'll admit it up front, but the second best player in this draft is Derek Stingley from LSU. Uh, this is a guy that if he could have not played, like so, he was injured most of twenty twenty one. Wow, twenty twenty was the COVID year, and it was a really messed up year at LSU. He only played about half the season. In twenty nineteen, he was like voted fifth for the highest as a corner. He is an incredible player. He is he's the best all around cornerback in this draft. And I think he's the second best player in the draft. He's a better Tyron Matthew. Okay. Give you an idea. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, upside, could be Reggie White. So, I mean, that's why I think he's the best player in this draft. I think he'd be the best player in a lot of drafts. He (laughs) He, He wouldn't have been ahead of Burrow two years ago, and he wouldn't have been ahead of Trevor Lawrence last year. But he would have been ahead of a lot of quarterbacks in the last 10 years. To give you an idea. Um, I that. Yeah, the next player I think is best but we talked we talked about the rest of these guys, I think. Um Evan Neal from Alabama, the tackle. I think mean, it's the third best player. I think mean, Jamison Williams is the fourth best player, got two Bama guys there. And then the other guy I like, it's a corner, it's one of those positions where you're either really, really good or you're really bad. And you like the name at least. Ahmed Gardner, they call him Sauce, Sauce Gardner. He's a corner from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I
1: see him Cincinnati. on the list. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sauce Gardner is the best man-to-man cover guy in this draft. And he could be upside on this guy is Revis. Ah, This guy, if there's anybody who could be That's that guy, praise. it's this guy. Now, That's I think Stingley, Stingley is a, a better player right now. He's more athletic, but he's not quite as good as Sauce Gardner man-to-man. But if you're playing zone, I would rather have Stingley. If you are more of a man team, give me Sauce Gardner. I think he's going to be really good. He'll be a, he'll be a perennial all-pro. Interesting. I think all 5 of those guys have a chance to be perennial all-pros.
1: That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And I and you know me, I'm very much, you know, a defensive guy. I think that any any, chain, any team that's going to make a playoff run needs to have a solid defense. And we saw that this last year, where the better teams that had the deeper runs had better defenses. I think, it's, I think, I think media, in general, like the casual fan, does not value defense as much as they should. The guys who know, know that defenses win championships.
0: I got a question for you. What you're talking about there, it took me to a place in my mind. I wanted to ask you this question. And I agree with you 100% on the defensive side. I think the defense is very important. It's so overlooked, especially on draft day. Um, this is going to change because I think the first three – I think three of the top five picks are defensive tackles or defensive ends, whether it's Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, look for Trayvon Walker. But
1: yeah. what I wanted to ask,
0: it involves Trayvon Walker. Okay. Uh, we have Trayvon Walker. We've got um, three or four guys. Oh, There's Georgia defense, Jordan Davis, um, Nickobe Dean. There, these guys all played together. Uh, Devontae Wyatt is another one. who's going to be the first round. Georgia's defense mm-hmm. is going to have four or five guys in the first round. So it it begs me the question of this: Are these guys all that good, or did playing together make them better? Like it's one of those things where it's like, how do you project? Do you have to take that they played on that defense? I mean, was the Georgia's defense this past year was the best defense in college football in probably the last 15 years. I mean, you have to go back to like the Miami teams of the early 2000s when almost mm-hmm. to have a dominant defense like Georgia's was this year. And, and even last year for most of the season. They I mean, had to pick up against Bama late in the season last year, but – uh, it's just been dominant, and those four players were a big part of it. It's one of those things where you kind of wonder well, are they all really good and they're all first round guys, or do they just are they better because they all played together? It's an interesting thing to think about. And I don't know the answer. I, I happen to think all four of those guys are good. It's one of their first round picks, but you'll, I think we'll see one star, and then we'll see like three guys who are other guys. Uh, generally, how you see that on that. Unless they're unless- I, think
1: a, I think a lot of that honestly has to do with and, and this is it's not I, I won't take it away from any of the, any of the individual players because of, I think they probably are all that good but I would say that it's as much coaching that yeah. they use the right players in the right positions in the right schemes to get the maximum yeah. effort out of this and, I, and we've seen this where high talent in the wrong scheme under the wrong coaches fails miserably and and a coach with less talent is able to bring the team together and achieve more yeah. with less. And so I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, you know, if I'm looking at four Georgia guys in the top 10, let's say one, they're, they're not going to be in the top 10, unless there's, you know, their numbers and their performance have earned that. But then I would say that's a kudos to a coach who knew what to do with the right guys and get the best out of them. Yeah. So I would, I would give kudos yeah. to coaches for that and say, yeah. these are guys that in a system I can obviously produce at a high level. And it's really a question of, can you get the best out of them in this, in your system?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. I I want to see how these guys come out and, and look at them. Mm-hmm. It. It's almost like a uh, nature versus nurture kind of thing. It's like, okay, were they all really good because they played together or, you know, was there, are they all just really good? So I, think that's me. I would. I
1: would say it's probably a little bit of both. I. I. Yeah. I, I. I go back on the nature versus nurture, and I say yeah. if you're isolating to one or the other, you've kind of missed the boat. It really yeah. is both at the same time.
0: Yep. Yeah. So that's going to conclude our draft coverage. I'll say one last tidbit for me. Right. Uh, you know, every year I, I was, you know, I always pick the best player in the draft. I usually am pretty good about it. I can usually get a player. That's, a player that's like. They don't think of him as the best player in the draft, and so they go, wow, oh, that's probably the best player. And it, you're going to be the second or third one. And then I always pick out that one guy like late in the game. I want to see if he makes – if he gets drafted. And then secondly, if given a good opportunity, he can make a team. I got okay. somebody to look at this year. Okay. Uh, this guy – and this is, this is my hometown shout-out a little bit. Um, <laughs> quarterback named Cole Kelly, southeastern Louisiana. Hammond, Louisiana, that's where my, you know your homeboy's from. Um, He was a quarterback. He was a transfer. He went to Arkansas uh, for a year, then transferred to Southeastern. He threw for 44 touchdowns this year. He's Uh 6'7". He's got a huge arm. He looks like an NFL quarterback. Um, I think the team's going to take a flyer on him, like the sixth or fifth or sixth round. And if not, there'll be a fight to sign him to a practice squad. I think he's someone who's going to make a team.
1: Yeah, they got him what ten on the quarterback list here. Yeah. I think the ranking; he's number ten. I see him there, and
0: I can I see, see that. It. I mean,
1: and and, and it, it brings up the interesting, you know, back and forth of when was Brady drafted?
0: Yeah, Six yeah. Five. I mean, if there's a if there is a Tom Brady in this draft, a guy who's going to be a sixth round quarterback who ends up being a starter, ends up I mean the Hall of Fame, all that stuff. I don't know, but ends up being the the late draft round starter, it's Cole Kelly keep an eye. on yeah, keep an eye
1: on that one. So, Six seven two fifty. Does he run a lot? He
0: can run. I mean, he's not. He, he'll watch it sprinting, sprint. No, uh, I'm, looking uh,
1: at I'm looking at six, seven, 250. Kind of, you know, build wise, he kind of has a Josh Allen feel to him. if he's able he has, to tramp and, and run. He he's has a very down.
0: Josh Allen feel. I think he's very Ben Roethlisberger, but with better feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's well, not. He's not, be, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be fat like Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> this guy I mean like I said he just he went to Arkansas it wasn't a good fit for him there when he was there he was one of those Brent Bilma guys there didn't really work out you know and then, so after his first year he left he went to Southeastern and he's lit it up this year 44 it's touchdowns seven, is a lot any
1: level. yeah it is it, it is I would and looking at him just from the numbers I would say if he could get down to about 235 I think he'd be
0: perfect yeah he's going to make a roster somewhere so I'm He'll be like a day three pick, late in the day, and one of those. If he's not picked, um, then he is going to be a highly sought after uh, restricted free agent. I do think he gets picked. I, I think another comparison for him, again, it's an upside comparison, is Dak. Okay. Well, Dak was a fourth round guy, and people oh, who he... knew on Dak, people who knew on Dak Prescott, knew on Dak Prescott. Mm. I still think, like, I still think Minnesota should play Kellen Mond.
1: <laughs>
0: I, mean, I, I, I like think Kellen. I think that if the Vikings replaced Kirk Cousins with Kellen Mond, they'd win three more games this year.
1: Well, I I never thought that they should have paid him that much. So. Kirk Cousins is awful. I'm not.
0: What happens sure. every time Kirk Cousins gets a paycheck? He's stealing money.
1: It's it's all stolen, man. <laughs> he it shouldn't even – he should not have that contract.
0: I want to shout out to my boy, Barry King. You got BK, haven't you, my buddies up here? So, mm. huge Minnesota Vikings fan. I mean, big time. Skull, he took me to a the game there. We had a great time. Uh, so, I know BK listens. So, BK, just shout out to you. Uh, I swear, I really believe this in my heart of hearts. I, I picked these quarterbacks times who were late. And Kellen Mond was my pick from A and a few a couple of years ago, and he's just sitting there on the roster with the Vikings, and should totally be on the field. I just I hate Kirk Cousins. It, 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 Vikings are Ma- They'll make good moves player. and they'll
1: do something dumb.
0: Yeah, he's just oh so yeah. Vikings too. If I was if I was the GM there or the, or the head coach there, first thing I would do is figure out how the fuck to fuck the be a Kirk Cousins out of here. <laughs> And then nah. before and before it's all done, tell Kellen Mond, you're getting the contract extension. So,
1: I, I, yeah, I, with them, it's it's two steps forward, two steps back. Yeah. Like they make good moves, and then they do something dumb. Yeah. And that was something dumb, in yeah. my opinion.
0: So, watch out for Cole Kelly. That's Cole Kelly's. Cole Kelly's Cole that late Kelly. round. If you want to see Tom Brady? It's going to be Cole Kelly.
1: All right, let's put a pin on that and, and circle back in yeah. at around podcast two thirty-five.
0: Uh, two thirty-five. If I nail that, if I nail that, if I nail if Kirk if Cole Kelly ends up being the starting quarterback in the NFL, and I've nailed that, I'm just going to move way to Vegas. We
1: <laughs> Well, that's that's why I say it. it's not two. It's not two thirty five. That's four years. So one thirty five, one you know, two mm. years from now.
0: Yeah.
1: On a weekly podcast, one thirty five. Let's let's see where that's sitting.
0: Yeah, it's either move to Vegas or somebody's maybe a general manager. So. I would love, I would love for the Saints I, – I want the Saints so badly to not take a receipt, to, to not take a quarterback. I was listening to one of the Saints podcasts this past week. A couple of guys, they got a great podcast, and and they were just, they had someone from NFL Network on. They were like, "Well, tell us about Kenny Pickett, and like, we really think Kenny Pickett could be something. What do you think?" And then she's like, "Look, he's okay. okay. No, oh, he's. I, I, I he's, hope. And, you. Then, and, and then she says, he's got small hands." And then we go, oh, I had small hands. And they said, yeah, but this guy. Yeah,
1: that's, but the problem is, there's nothing else to talk about. I hope your boys, you know, for your sake oh, and God. for your boys' sake, they do no. not panic pick don't, Kenny Pittsburgh. I wouldn't I want to a, to let him. Fall. If
0: I'm with the Saints, I wouldn't have a single quarterback in this draft. I would just go into the season with Jameis Winston. You've got to take some Hill if there's an emergency. Well, what, what if they go not take Michigan?
1: one, And they, they don't take one, and then they sign Kelly.
0: Yeah, you bring in Cole Kelly in the fifth or sixth round. Let, Cole, let Cole
1: Kelly fall all the way down and maybe not even take him. Not, yeah. Maybe he doesn't even get picked, and they can get Cole Kelly at un, the end.
0: Under, as an unsigned free agent? I, I, I agree. I'd with you. be don't okay him, with Cole don't Kelly. Don't
1: take a quarterback.
0: I'd be okay with Cole Kelly as a snake. Um I'd be okay with Carson Strong if you get him after the third round. But other than that, I don't want any of these quarterbacks on my team. I don't want one of them because I think that next year's draft is going to be loaded at quarterback, and they're yeah. all better. And I just, I know that my team has to be a team that's going to need a quarterback, possibly unless Jameis Winston gets the MVP this year. But you know, you know, on this podcast, right. you know, we are Jameis' friendly. I don't mean just the Irish. I, I don't
1: have any hate on on Jameis. Hey, are. We I, are I, I do not hate on him, but I also am real. I will be realistic about him. You, know, he, you have him, and you should have him. It, you know, compared to alternatives, he's a good place to be at right now. But you know, I don't hate on him, but he's uh,
0: he hasn't shown it. He's I just ready knew, to
1: take this for five or seven years. I think he's we want, maybe another year or two.
0: See what if someone knows anybody over at Jameson Whiskey, get us a sponsorship for the podcast, and what we will do is we'll highlight. Jameis Whiskey and Jameis and uh, Jameis Winston every week. And we, two things we like both very closely in name. So. Uh,
1: there you go. I will, I will remain, I will abide by your house rules on Jameis friendly.
0: Yeah. Jameis friendly around here.
1: Jameis friendly. I, I won't hate on him, but yeah. I won't bolster him.
0: No, he's got to he's got to prove with the season. Gotta, he's got to prove himself. I just don't want to. I just do not want the New to overreact, take picket, or or, or uh, Malik Willis. But
1: I think I, 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 for for your sake, uh, I, I hope they do not. I pray.
0: I pray and, for I don't,
1: and I agree. They don't need to. They really
0: shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Hey, at least not the Dodgers panic pick. At least the Saints dodge the Deshaun Watson thing. <laughs> that. That might think, have lost. The,
1: no, that it, right there is, I mean, you could, it, it, by by contrast, you could not have done things I, worse.
0: Than as Cleveland a Saints fan, when, as someone who stands as hard as I stand on the women's thing, I just don't know I would have been comfortable being a Saints fan with him. I. It, it's not, I, I'm not one of those guys that stands up and says, oh, I'm going to watch because of this and this. That just bothered. I don't want him as part of my get-down. You know what I mean?
1: I do. I do.
0: That's, that's all it is. And I don't know that it would have driven me away from being a Saints fan forever, but it would have made me a little bit disgusted at least and say, I'm not going to put in the effort to be a fan of this team. Yeah.
1: This tough season. I don't, of the, of the grades I would give, you know, the failing grade easily goes to Cleveland. Yeah. They could not have handled this
0: worse. They couldn't have handled it worse. And and I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve a second chance. I just think it's to me it's personally very dim. That's just so the
1: it's, thing. And it, it's not even that they did it because we knew it was going to happen with someone. Oh, yeah, it's not that it happened. It's that it's how it happened. Like it just was so. It was. It's like the Browns are a dog chasing a car, and they caught the car, and they're like, "We weren't supposed to get it this fast." Yeah, like they didn't understand how the game was supposed to be played. Yeah, no, like, like they a dog really chasing This poorly.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: so. you know they. It's they thought they they thought they were doing. I don't know what they thought they were doing, but they certainly were not. You know, you could tell it for some reason they had a. You know, they got a hard on for him, and there was no reason to yeah. do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, got a question for you. What are you doing for Mother's Day? You anything special for mom planned? to Thursday. Mother's Day's coming up. Yeah.
1: Oh, for Mother's Day. No Mother's. Mother's, Day. Mother's Day. No, I well. I hadn't thought that far because uh, my mom just had a birthday that I spent with her. Yeah. So uh, I always, you know, when it gets to this point of the year, I haven't thought of mother's day. I am thinking of mother's day now. Let me give you a suggestion. I got got the note on that. Oh yeah. Mother's day is in like two weeks.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give you a suggestion. Go for it. Gold belly. And gold belly is one of our new sponsors.
1: And gold Ah. belly
0: is online. You can get, Restaurants. I mean, when I mean restaurant, like the, the best stuff you can find. Um, some of the restaurants I talked about, I got some Commander's Palace in New Orleans last weekend. It was sort of two weekends ago now. It was great. Um, you can get things like, you know, bagels from New York from the top places in New York, or mm-hmm. you know, pizzas from New York or Chicago, like you know, Lou Malnati's, which is one of my favorite pizza places in, in Chicago. You can get full pies sent to you through Gold Belt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. things like that. They got a deal for Mother's Day. So I love this. Um, Mother's Day they have a few different ideas. They have, first off, you can get like kits where you have like a meal. A whole, a, say you wanted um, Joe's barbecue from Kansas City, you can get mm-hmm. like a, a, a kit of Z mans You know, gives you everything oh. you need to make your Z man
1: um, You know, when I came, when I when I when I was there, I I did go to Joe's. I got yeah. I got brisket and ribs.
0: There are some... And if you're products. telling
1: me I can get a box of z Yeah.
0: They have, a oh. they have a package of z Um, I had the gumbo from the Commander's Palace set. if your mom has a favorite restaurant, or if you're just looking for something unique, maybe it's a cake, maybe it's, you know, cupcakes or something you want to send your mom, they have... Mm-hmm. globally has some of the best stuff you can get sent directly to whoever you want. You can order it for yourself. They have meal kits, restaurants... Um, I even saw one of the things I saw here recently was on the cakes. They have um, Charm City guy, Duff, whatever his Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can get his stuff through here. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, the Cardi B, this new pecan pie, the Cardi B, B H Town pie is exclusively through Gold Belly, and it's oh. really good stuff. Uh, okay. Check it out. There's a link in our show notes. And in that link, you save $25 on your first order, $50 or more. It's only good until June. So you've only got April and May to use this. It's limited time only, but get in there and use perfect it. Perfect for it Mother's Day. Perfect for Mother's Day.
1: Right in the if, middle if of if that. If you
0: don't live at home, you don't live near your mother. Gold belly, it's perfect for Mother's Day.
1: Get her, get her an out of town meal and a cake.
0: And a cake. So, yeah, send her a cake. Send her a cake. Yeah. yeah. I don't I'm know. Do that. I, I think I'm going to surprise my aunt with something. Mm. I've, been, you know, I've spent a lot of time with her last year. We've She's been going through a lot. I think that I think I'm going to send her something. That sounds on time, man. You're, now you got me thinking. Yeah, now you got me. Woo, woo. I, I'm going to tell you, there's all, and it'll help you, whether it's Mother's Day or gifts, or if you like certain cuisine, Hattie B's Hot Chicken from Nashville is on here. Um, mm. Major, like, if you can think of that place, you know, internationally, if you've traveled somewhere around the country and you went to this place, you thought, I want one of those, you can get it on Gold Belly. Just about everywhere you can think of, you can get it. If they ship overnight, they'll work over Gold Belly. It's a great place to try different stuff. So, yeah, I just, it, it's a phenomenal deal. Check it out. Use our code and you'll save $25 on a $50 order on Gold Belly. So, sweet. Uncle Rico, what are you doing for the draft?
1: I will probably let's see. I honestly I hadn't planned anything more than just kind of getting off of work and start watching because yeah. I, it's I believe it's at eight PM eight pm I think eight
0: PM Eastern.
1: Yeah, it's eight PM Eastern. So that's six o'clock for me. I'll pretty much yeah. just wrap up my day and start the draft. There
0: you go. Well so Thursday so, night. I what you're doing. Thursday night, yeah. Um if we haven't, I want to get over this real quick. I don't know if i mentioned this yet or not. Uh, Tyler Jones and I did a um, a mock draft that we did on the Jones Report on Thursday. We're going to release that through my tread as well. So I'll have a little something here for it in a few minutes. But um, if you want to hear our mock draft, we did a really good job, I think. No trades, just 1 through 32. It took about 30, 40 minutes, got through it, talked about a few places, and then just kind of why we made the picks we made, which is he and I alternating. And um, if you want to hear that, that'll be on our channel. We are trying to figure out some way to me to do a possible live Coach Bono show during the draft. I'm just a little concerned about getting it recorded and live, and am I going really, to really do three hours of content on the draft? <laughs> so – I got to get up and go to the bathroom and I'm going to eat something eventually. So I don't know if that's going to be what I want to do.
1: Well, that's why you it have to get, that break. way. You can get up and walk away and they'll yeah. talk.
0: I, um, will, no,
1: the, the, I really, I really want to see this uh, the mock draft because that sounds like a great primer for Thursday.
0: Yeah, we had a good mock draft. I mean, it was, we didn't do anything crazy. Uh, there was a couple people we dropped who we ran up and we talked about some of the different stuff we talked about today, as well as a number of other ones. Tyler led the way it was on his show I just came in and helped him with the picks themselves and kind of talked about the needs of each of those 32 teams. So if that's something you want to check out, check that out. We'll have that in our feed. Um, by the time you hear this, it should be coming out the same day. Um, the other thing with the draft is on the 0.5, we are going to uh, record that on Friday morning. So the it'll be out a little later than usual for the 0.5 this week as uh, Ellen won't be on. It'll be uh, be just me. I might have somebody coming in. Tyler might be coming in with me for a little bit, but we're going to talk about the draft. So the point five is going to be all about the draft. We'll all do a about little bit one. of just the day one, just day one, yeah. and then obviously next week will be kind of the results of the draft, what I thought, and kind of move from there. So, uh, but yeah, day one we're going to have that out Friday morning. So it'll be. Oh, I'm looking forward to next week, year. I want to I want to hear turnaround. about
1: your winners and losers. Yeah. Winners and losers of the draft. I want to hear you. Yeah. And we get
0: yeah, check our channels, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if we decide to go live, we will get it out there. You can also check out studio soap boxes um, um, content out there as well. And they'll have the links for everything as well. So um, uncle Rico, thanks for coming in today, brother.
1: Uh, anytime, man. I always enjoy this.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Always, always have a good time. We always have a good time catching up. So, Uh, let's get up out of here. Let me do these last couple of things that I got to do to get us up out of here. That's not just thanks to you, but thanks to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox for all they do behind the scenes. Hey, look, I hand this thing off to Tyler and he does a little bit of wizard work and it's much appreciated. Uh, Most importantly, I want to thank the listeners. I want to say thank you. Our Micah Brown interview became our highest downloaded uh, um, pod and we came our highest in five days. I was really we got a lot of great feedback. Uh, Tyler has, I have, on Micah Brown. Micah is going to come back on another point and talk about his uh, KU piece that he's done recently. It'll be out here in the next week or two. And uh, just a lot of stuff that's going on in his career. Uh, that was really great feedback. and I appreciate everybody's thoughts and uh, everybody the feedback we got on that. So um, don't forget to do that. Don't forget to rate us and review us as well. We appreciate every rating and reviewing. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, rate us five stars. If you give us four stars, I'm inclined to believe you're either a hater or just your thumb slipped. But fix it if your thumb slipped. <laughs> I got amazing. fat
1: fingers, man. Don't blame me.
0: Yeah, fat fingers, man. If you, like, if you, gotta, <laughs> if you see that you rated it four, go back and change that shit. It, it does help us. A five star rating helps us. We we'll us up different things, different dynamics. We get to other people that want to hear our content. We really appreciate that. Uh, the other thing you can do is, if you're enjoying this show, tell somebody. Say, "Hey, I got this crazy dude who's just, you know, he's got he's pretty thoughtful and he's pretty smart, but at the same time, he's also kind of stupid." And check him out. So if you if you know somebody or if you know me and you want to, you know, shout me out to your friends, family, or whomever, do it. I, I appreciate it.
1: I'm, so, I'm hoping you get an uptick in Florida listeners. I I told my family.
0: Oh, very cool. I will Let them know
1: because i was I was I told them I'm guesting and we're talking. Go check him out.
0: Hey, all right. Well, hey, we're going to shout out everybody over there. Uh, who all you tell? So I can shout them all out here.
1: Let's go with, with my sister and my dad who were there.
0: Okay, so hey, Papa Dribbling, I miss you first off. It's been a long time. I need to bring my club into Florida and play sometimes. like. So uh, oh, big yeah. shout out. Miss you, I hope you're doing well. And Joanna, um, bro, I haven't seen you in a while either, but just, yeah, it's been a while, but hey. Uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Million your time tokens are not refundable. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you on the point .5, .5.